Welcome to the Real Refreshment Podcast. Join us as we dive into motherhood at the foot of the throne with your host, Rachel Carmen. If you are tired, overwhelmed, and feeling alone, this is the place for you. A place for real moms with real stories, seeking real refreshment found only in the living God. You can visit rachelcarmen.com to join her online community of moms who are taking the dare to be in the word themselves as a top priority in the journey of motherhood. While you're there, be sure to sign up for updates, and you will also receive a free gift from Rachel when you sign up. All right, let's kick off this latest episode of the Real Refreshment Podcast. Here's your host, Rachel Carmen. Hey, everyone. We are continuing our preparation for Easter this month, and this time I wanted to talk to you about one of my most favorite things, and that is the hymns. And we're going to talk about that for just a few minutes. I'm going to show you some pieces out of my hymn book collection and show you some hymn resources that you might want to pick up for your family because I think this is such an invaluable tool to have in your home, mom, to teach these hymns, these deep biblical doctrinal truths to your family. I can tell you honestly that I was raised in a tradition where we sang the hymns every Sunday, and I am so grateful for that heritage. Even now, when things come up or challenges come my way or trials, I am so grateful that the Holy Spirit can pull out so many of those hymns. Just even recently, having walked through a very difficult time, the hymn, Be Still My Soul was the hymn that God gave me and truly ministered to me through that time. But now, as we want to talk about Easter and the Lenten season, right, what are some songs that we can be singing in our homes as we get our minds set, as we meditate and contemplate these truths of the fact that The God of the universe loves us so much that he sent his only son to pay our sin debt. The God-man came, God incarnate, God with flesh on came and paid our sin debt. We need to make sure that we are singing songs of his praise and the truth of all of that. Then after we get through the hymns, assuming that we do that, I've got a whole stack here. I wish you could see my desk. Then we're going to look at the four gospel passages on the resurrection. And I'm going to give you another activity that you can do with your kids. Remember, I'm all about getting you into the Bible. And anytime I can get you into the Bible and your kids into the Bible, I'm all over that. We're going to do that every time. So those are the two things we're going to do during this podcast today. So buckle your seatbelts. We're going to have a great time. So... Um, Again, I actually have a hymn book collection. This is one of my oldest ones. It's um, a little falling apart. And the the thing that I love about giving, getting the older ones is sometimes you can find some old hymn that you really love and you'll find that there's an extra verse that you are not aware of because in later editions, they drop one of the verses, which they should never do. But sometimes that happens. This is one of the hymns that I knew From my childhood, more holiness give me. And just to see it on this page is just a blessing to me. So this is, one again, one of my older ones, and I just love that. This is one that I had when I was in high school, right? So I've still got that one. Then I found, let's see, I don't think I brought everything up here that I meant to. This is a true treasure. So I love to go... 
like I think I guess they're called antique stores or where vintage stores I guess and uh, go through and find old volumes of books and sometimes I really hit the jackpot like I did this one time that I went I found this two book set um, I was trying to see if there's a date in here 1889 so it was the two book set this is the hymnal and there's also a prayer book that came with it and I'm just going to tell you I don't think it was ever opened and I think I paid $10 for the set and I treasure these two books they sit right beside me um, every morning when I have my quiet time and not every day, but often I will grab one of the other ones of them and read a poem. So this is a hymn book, but all of, there's no music, there's no score in here. It's just a series of poems, which I find to be so, quite refreshing. And I wanted to read this one to you. Um, this one is in regard to Lent. It says, Lord, for throughout these 40 days, for us didst pray, fast and pray, Teach us with thee to mourn our sins and close, by, and close by thee to stay. As thou with Satan didst contend and didst the victory win, O oh, give us strength in thee to fight in thee to conquer sin. As thou didst hunger, bear, and thirst, so teach us, gracious Lord, to die to self and chiefly live by thy most holy word. And through these days of penitence, and through thy passion tide, yea, evermore in life and death, Jesus, with us abide. Abide with us that so this life of suffering over, overpassed, and Easter of unending joy we may attain at last. I love that. I, and what I love about it is reading these singing these songs, reading these meditations, having my time in prayer first thing in the morning to set my mind first thing because the rest of the day, my mind rolls around on these lines, on these verses. And that's what I really believe is the blessing in this. And I'm going to set this somewhere where it won't fall down. So then some of the resources you may be familiar with or not, that I wanted to make you familiar with today. One is, I think this is now a, a three volume set, Then Sings My Soul. And you may have heard me talk about this one before. This is actually their special edition that especially has, it, it takes hymns and organizes them into different seasons of the year. So this one has Christmas hymns, Easter, Thanksgiving, Patriotic, and then other miscellaneous um, general songs. And I, I just love these. And the reason I love these, I, this one is so nice because it's organized in that way. So they have a whole section on Easter hymns. But again, if you're unfamiliar, the way that this particular resource is set up is you have the hymn on one side and then you have the history or the backstory on the other side, which I really love. And this particular one, this is a very meditative hymn that I remember from my childhood, Sweet Hour of Prayer. And it reminds me of when Jesus took his disciples after the Lord's Supper, right? He took his disciples to Gethsemane, and then he took all of them to Gethsemane. Judas is gone, right? So that left 11, okay? And then he left them here, and then he took his inner circle, Peter, James, and John, a little further, right, and asked them one thing. 
to keep watch and pray. And then it says Jesus went a little further and he fell down and he prayed, right? And three times he returned to the disciples and three times he found them sleeping. And one of the things that it talks about in the commentary on this particular song is, you know what? If we really believe there was that much power in prayer, if we really believe the God of the universe was listening, if we really believed that he answered prayer, would we not spend more sweet hours in prayer? So this is one of my all-time favorite um, hymns, and I have many times sung this with tears dripping off my chin, just going before the Lord. Over and over, we are invited to cast all our cares upon him, to come before the throne of grace with confidence, right? To lay it out like King Hezekiah. And this song reminds me of all of that. So I commend this resource to you, and that's an excellent hymn also if you're unfamiliar with it. In another one of my hymnals in my collection, this is a newer one. A friend gave this to me one time, uh, again, in a difficult time. It was really glorious. I uh, called her and I said, you know, I, I think I was on the other end of the phone unable to speak. And I don't know if you've ever been in the place where you can't even speak, right? You are so broken and so desperate, and so wanting the Lord to break through and do something. Well, that was me on this particular day, and I I picked up the phone and called my friend, and I was like, <gasps> you know, on the other side of the phone, and she, in her wisdom, said, Rachel, where's your hymnal? I want you to go get it, and I want you to start praising him. And I'm just going to tell you, that was some of the best advice I've ever been given. And, and let me be clear, I could not sing at that point, right? But I could open the hymnal and let the stanzas of the hymns just wash over me and assure me and hold me and encourage me, right? Because that's what the hymns do, right? When the enemy's coming with all of these whispers and all of these temptations and all of these lines, if we can but get our hymnal and start singing his praise, it's a game changer, right, to do that. One of the songs that is a classic Easter hymn, Mom, Crown Him With Many Crowns. And this book actually has all four verses. I actually thought I saw, I thought I marked one that had more than just four. But that is a classic Easter hymn. Crown him with many crowns, the lamb upon his throne. Hark how the heavenly anthems drowns, all music but its own. Yes, we will someday cast our crowns before him. Now this was a hymn book when I was in high school. And so this is very familiar. Once upon a time, I could have told you the pages for the, the other, the various hymns. So I was raised in the era before screens, which by the way, I think was a glorious period of time. And so we had to get out the hymnal, right? And when, and there was that sound of the hymnals scraping across the wood when we would get the hymnals out and turn to hymn number. That was part of the liturgy of the Sunday, right? And this is another classic one that I remember from my childhood. Number six, alas, and did my Savior bleed? And did my sovereign die? Would he devote that sacred head to such a worm as I? So this hymn tells the story of Jesus 
laying down his life for you and for me. Another excellent hymn. And I've got a whole list I'm going to give you here at the end that you can look up that are just kind of classic hymns. I was just picking out favorites from the different hymnals that I have. Another resource that is new to me from Demi Learning. Uh, Steve Demi actually gave me my copy. He knows how much I love the hymns. And this comes with a CD with these hymns actually on it. So that's a huge resource and help. And I meant to look this up before. I don't know if it's numbered. Let me see. Right at 100 hymns are in here. And Steve has done an outstanding job researching the hymns on the opposite page. It's big enough to sit on your piano. I'm sorry to disappoint you. I do not play the piano. Um, my dyslexic brain could never do that. But such an excellent resource. And I really enjoyed looking through this and uh, listening to um, Steve tell me about how he came about to make this resource. And you can find this at Demi Learning. And I another really great Easter hymn. It is well with my soul. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever betide my lot, thou taught me to say, it is well. It is well with my soul. I love that. That is another one of those hymns that wells up within me during those times of trial. And God just blesses me to remind me, it's well with my soul. Look, all I ever need, I've already been given. My biggest problem in all of my life is already solved in the person of Jesus Christ. I've already been given grace and mercy abounding beyond my ability to ask or imagine. Everything else is just overflow, right? It is well with my soul. Now I want to shift, oh wait, before I do that, I want to tell you the list in case mom you want to jot this down and we'll have this in the show notes. Crown Him with Many Crowns, How Deep the Father's Love for Us, In Christ Alone, Jesus Paid It All, Up From the Grave He Arose, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross, The Old Rugged Cross, Christ the Lord is risen today. Amazing grace. It is well with my soul. How great thou art. Moms, that's not an exhaustive list. And I would love it if you would write in and let me know what your favorite Easter hymn is. Especially if I did not include it in that list. Rachel Carmen has spoken across the country and around the world to moms about their struggles, successes, fears, and faith. They consistently share three things that zap joy and threaten the hope of moms today. They are overwhelmed, exhausted, and lonely. They want support and practical tools. They want to feel connected. What we have done is put together a community of like-minded moms to accomplish just that. Rachel, a homeschooling mom of seven, knows what the pit of despair is. She relates to the feeling of being overwhelmed, lacking in time in the word, and today, she wants to meet you right where you are. The truth is, you were not meant to do this alone. In the community, Real Refreshment, she will help you learn how to get done what needs to get done, how to study God's Word during your season of motherhood, how to make the most of the time given, and how to do it in fellowship with other moms just like you. 
Moms, we need each other now more than ever. Visit rachelcarmen.com and join the community today. But now I want to shift a little bit and I want to challenge you to do yet another scripture activity with your students. Mom, you might have littles and this might be a little advanced for them. So this might just be something that you get to do for yourself. But one of the things that I really enjoy doing is comparing and contrasting across the Gospels, right? So we have the synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, right? And then we have John, which is more reflective. 92% of John is totally unique, right? 92% of what you find in the book of John, you do not find in the synoptics, which is its own conversation, which we will have, I assure you, another day. But in preparation for celebrating the resurrection of Christ, one of the things that I think would be great for you to do, Mom, is print out the gospel stories of the resurrection. So that would be Matthew 28, Mark 16, Luke 24, and John 21 through 20 through 21, okay? And what's lovely to do, I've marked mine all up. I know that's just shocking to you. To look at what are the different things the different gospels emphasize or say. Now listen, I get it. This is a point that the critics of the inerrant word of God say, see, it's not the same. It contradicts itself. This can't be true because there's all these contradictions. And I just want to ask you, Let's say that you and three of your good friends go to an event. And then let's say that you write down what you remember happened at the event. I'm going to bet that all four of you are not going to line up with everything that you saw, the things that you thought were the most important, the perspective you had, the conversations you had. One of you might have had a great time and somebody else thought it was the worst thing ever, right? Perspective matters. Of course there are differences. You've got four different individuals here telling you what they remembered about what happened. Yes, it was inspired by the Holy Spirit, of course, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't influenced by the men, and it doesn't mean it's contradictive. Every one of these stories complements each other. It's very interesting, though, to see these four different Gospels and what they talk about or add that's different. For example, and I'm not going to give you the exhaustive list because I really want you to do this, mom. Remember, you can go over to BibleGateway.com, pick whichever translation of the Bible you want, type in the passage that you want, print it off, and dig in, right? Because God is going to bless you. When you spend time in his word, he is going to show off to you and draw you deeper and deeper and deeper into your relationship with him. So for example, in Matthew's account, in Matthew 28, Matthew is the only one that gives the account of the fact that the guards who were stunned when the two, when the stone is rolled away, right? I mean, they were not supposed to let anything happen, right? And an angel comes, Christ is resurrected, the stone is rolled away, and he is out of there, right? That was serious trouble for the guards, so they go in and they are literally bribed to say that his followers, that the followers of Jesus came in the night and stole the body. And that saved them, that saved their life. They took the money and that's the story they told. And you know what? That story has survived down through time. People still insist 
that Jesus was not bodily resurrected in contradiction to what we know to be true, given the word of God. So that's in Matthew. And see if you can find something else in Matthew. In Mark, and Mark is fascinating, this is actually, so Matthew is written by the tax collector, Matthew, for a primarily Jewish audience, right? John Mark wrote the book of Mark, and guess who is whispering? Guess who is dictating the gospel of Mark? It's Peter! And that can't shock you, because as you read the book of Peter, a couple of things stand out. One, it's the shortest of the gospels. And you know, I really think, you know, Peter just wanted to get it done, right? In and out, that's Peter, right? Also, the word immediately happens 43 times, depending on your translation, in the Gospel of Mark. I mean, you know, that's Peter, immediately, immediately. Now, that's just, that's who he is, and you see it reflected in this Gospel. Well, in the book of Mark, a very interesting thing happens. When Jesus is encountered in, um, no, when the angels tell the women He's not here, right? He was crucified, but he is risen. He's not here. See the place where they laid him. And this is what the angels say. This is what Mark writes down. Listen to this. This is great. Go tell the disciples and Peter. Isn't that interesting? That's one of the things that Peter says that the other gospels don't say. Why Peter was dictating to Mark. That's interesting. And how kind for it to be in there. Because what did Peter do? Judas betrayed. Peter denied. And he went away and he wept bitterly. And right here, go tell the disciples and Peter. In other words, don't leave him out. We know he's despairing. Make sure you tell Peter. Then, I'm not going to tell you everything else that's different in Mark. you got to find that yourself. Then we have the Gospel of Luke, right? The Gospel of Luke, Luke was a doctor, very thoroughly researched, right? Very spot on. Here in the Gospel of Luke, we have a very fascinating account. So the women come and tell of what's happened. And it says that Peter got up and ran to the tomb. He got up and he ran. Anytime someone run, runs in the Bible, that's pretty interesting. We get somebody running over in the Old Testament, it's David when he arrives at the, the battlefield and all of Israel is cowering behind the rocks because there's some giant, right? And it says David ran. He ran. And here we've got Peter running. This is the Peter that said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. This is the Peter who walked on water. This is the Peter who cut off Malchus's ear. This is the Peter who denied Jesus three times. This Peter, upon hearing that the tomb was empty, ran. He ran. So read the best. Mark has got, I mean, Luke has several things that are unique to him. He's got the road of Emmaus and a couple of other things. So print out at Luke and see what else you find. And then finally, John. Remember what I told you about John. John is written by the beloved disciple. Interestingly enough, John, in his own account of this morning, resurrection morning, the first day of the week, in his own account, talks about how he and Peter raced to the tomb. And guess what? John won. That's not shocking. John was younger. In fact, tradition says that John was the youngest and Peter was the oldest. So it's no real surprise that John won the foot race. But guess what? When they get there, John respectfully stays outside. But not Peter. 
Peter, upon his arrival, goes into the tomb. And then John follows. Make sure you print out the Gospel of John and look and read about the resurrection. Moms, it is my passion to want to get you to want to get into God's Word. It is a light into our paths. We need to be digging into God's Word, to seeking Him so that we can serve Him, so that we can be transformed by Him to become the daughters of the King that He has intended us to be. We'll talk again next time. Thank you, listeners, for joining us. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening. And while you are there, can you leave us a rating or a review? This just helps us to get the message out to other moms that need to be encouraged in their roles as mothers today. If you have a question, we invite you to send it to rachelcarmen.com forward slash podcast. And while you're there, you can access Rachel's wonderful resources and real refreshment, the online community. Moms, more than ever, we really do need each other. We need to be challenged and we need accountability in the word. I hope you will join us and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Real Refreshment Podcast. Feeling stressed? Let's take better care of you. I'm Bonnie Gray, the host of Breathe, the Stress Less Podcast. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.